welcome in to Garbage Time Fantasy Football. We are here. It is after the draft. Rookies have new homes. Lots of stuff happened. We got Ryan, Joe, and JJ here. How are you boys doing? Do you want a congratulations balloon, Ron, for your victory? I don't need one. My head is big enough already. You know, it's going to be a good episode when you see middle fingers flying while the intro sounds going on. <laughs> yeah, always goes. So well. What we're alluding to is our our uh, our draft competition we had going on to see who could pick the most correct players and positions as possible. And it was over in the first 15 picks. That's true. I win because I am a genius, and that's why you listen to Garbage Time Fantasy Football. Just can't win this fantasy leagues. Just listen, injuries are a bitch, man. <laughs> Rapping is hard. I wasn't drunk enough, or maybe, maybe I had, maybe this year I'll pull the Ryan Warner or method and just be completely wasted when I make all my picks. So you start the, sle- the season off really slow, lose six games, and then, you know, peak at the end of the season? Right. Oh, I like that's, it. That's a good idea. My life is full of bad choices, but that definitely rates in the top ten. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. There were so many bad choices. That's a bad top fifty. We'll save that. We'll save top ten choices for this year's draft. And buying a Stidham jersey rates higher than a than blatting out in the draft. You bought a Jared Stidham jersey. Oh yeah. Where is it? In my closet. Wow. It's been it's been worn zero times. Nice. I'd like to see it on the podcast at some point. Yeah. I I actually think Cam Newton got signed the day that it showed up. Just, just to make it worse. You didn't even have time to be like, cancel order, cancel order. Nope. You know the way we handle that is we have Ryan wear his jersey if the one of those in, irrelevant players to like fantasy football actually is like the worst out of three. So out of like Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold, and who did he like better than both of them? I don't even remember. Wait, what's going on? So do you remember what you were talking about? We were going to cover the stats of three players, three irrelevant fantasy players this year, Daniel Jones, because oh, no. I said he's going to be irrelevant. You think he's going to be top 10? Oh, yeah. Sam Darnold and who was the other quarterback? Andy Dalton. Oh, that was it. In trouble now. Yeah, so we'll let Ryan pick out of the three who he thinks is going to be the best, and if he doesn't got to wear he's going to wear a Stidham jersey on one of the episodes. What, what do I got to pick out of the three? Who's going to do the best? Out of Darnold. who? Darnold, Stidham, just kidding, Stidham's not going to play, Daniel Jones, or Andy Dalton, who's also not going to play now. All right, Darnold. Casey Pitts, Darnold. As well. What are you eating over there, Casey? Sour Patch Kids. (laughs) They have a cereal now. (laughs) Cereal. And that's not even that's not even a joke. There's a sour patch cereal. Now. Sour patch cereal. Do you make it with water? I don't know. Sounds I'm terrible. not traveling down that road. Diabetes in a box. I'm an adult. Give me all of it. I stick to Lucky Charms. So, who was your boys' favorite pick for your teams during the draft? <clears throat> oh, that would be Azizo Jalari in round two. Jalari. Oh, Jalari. Yeah. 
I'm going to say Matt Jones at 15 without giving up anything to get him. That was my favorite pick of yours too. Such, such a Bill Belichick move not having to even give up compensation to get the quarterback he wanted the whole time. Putting his hand in his face going, I'm going to make this kid a Hall of Famer during his pro day. The only quarterback whose pro day Bill Belichick attended. That's exactly who falls to him. Oh, he picked the wrong quarterback. He should have tried to trade up and get the real best quarterback in the draft. Who's that, JJ? Justin Fields. <laughs> now that we know who JJ's favorite pick was. Uh, was there any any doubt in your mind that that's what he was going to say? Oh, no. You, you know, JJ, like, quietly jumped off his couch trying not to wake his kid up. I bet you it wasn't day. even so quietly. He probably woke him up. I bet you it was trying to be quiet, quiet when he saw that they traded up. Mm-hmm. But then he was like, oh, God, don't let this be Mac Jones. No, I know it was Justin Fields because they flashed to Justin Fields' living room and it was completely empty and there was no one in there. So he was clearly in the other room taking the call. And then they went to Mac Jones and he was sitting there with like slouch with his hand on his face. Like, so I I they're not allowed to show him on the phone anymore, but they still are, have a tale of ruining these picks somehow. I know. You were and incredible. then like Rappaport and uh, Schefter, they like tweet like 30 seconds before the pick is out. So I kept getting notifications on my phone who was getting picked. I'm like, yeah. Like, it's, got that, it's got that delay. You're like, here we go. Yeah, you were lucky you traded up and took him too because there's reports coming out this week that Minnesota wanted to draft him. Screw them. Yeah. They did draft a quarterback in what, the third round? Yes. Uh, third the, or fourth? The kid, yeah. Was the kid from Texas Tech? Kellen Mond. Kellen yeah. Mond. So who was your favorite pick, Joe? Oh, Elijah Barrett Tucker, without a doubt, traded up, finally. Yeah, you were very happy when that pick happened. Dude, I was ecstatic when that pick happened. I mean, we've got absolute mountains on the left side of our offense now. Yeah. Just got to worry about the right side now. Just don't do anything. All the bootlegs are going to go to the left. All the run plays are to the left. Going to be putting – they're like, why are they putting four wide receivers on the left side of the field? All right, yeah. No, they'll start them on the right. They'll just front over to the left. <laughs> Speaking of uh, quarterbacks, JJ would like to screw off. You want to talk about Aaron Rodgers? I, I don't – I mean, I think the guy – is a complete douche. I think he's a baby. I think he's soft. I think he's a loser. Um, cries about not having anything. He has an all-pro left tackle, an all-pro potentially best wide receiver in the game. He's got a Pro Bowl running back, other Pro Bowl linemen. He's always had weapons, and he cries and wants a GM fired, allegedly because they cut Jake Kumaro. Like, shut up, dude. You're like, what are you getting paid, $30 million a year, and it's not enough? You got hurt feelings. I hate the narrative that he doesn't have any support and he's such a victim and I'm just not buying it. And I hope he gets traded the hell out of Green Bay so I can finally enjoy watching Packer games. <laughs> so what would that do for the Packers offensive weapons should Jordan Love start playing for them and say Rodgers either gets traded or retires? Devontae Adams would definitely take go down a bit. But he's such a good talent that I don't think it would be a, a dramatic slide. I think I, I think the I worst thing is his touchdowns would definitely come down. I, I think I would still see... pick him as my number one wide receiver, though. No I would. way. I would. Yeah, see Jordan Love play first, if it's even him. If they made a trade with, like, the Raiders and, like, Derek Carr came to Green Bay, like, I'd just have to see it first. But yeah. 
Yeah, until I until I know exactly what's happening, I'm not going to move Devontae Adams. And he'd still be top five, no matter what. I mean, he could have Mitch Trubisky, and he'd still be top five. I'm kidding. Oh, I just had to throw that jab in there. One. Um, <laughs> you guys don't even give him a nice little send-up on social media. You think the Packers would give him a nice send-off on social media? <laughs> um, I'm sure they were heartbroken when he left. <laughs> the new oh, host of Jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So on today's show, we are going to go over the draft. Uh, some of the fantasy relevant players that could be fantasy relevant, I suppose. Uh, obviously, we don't know exactly if they're going to be fantasy relevant yet, but these are the people that we believe have the best chance of being running fantasy backs. relevant. <clears throat> running backs. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, we had a little bit of any more news. Oh, the. Denver Broncos right tackle injured himself. Duan uh, James. I guess we won't really get into the whole thing about his money and all that. Well, I guess Aaron Rodgers is going to be pissed. He doesn't have a right tackle when he gets traded to Denver. Right. Yeah. It's going to be bad. Um, but he did. He tore his ACL and is going to be out for the season. So Drew Locke slash Teddy Bridgewater will not be affected because they were going to not play well anyways. You guys think Tim Tebow can play right tackle? They're probably going to sign Charles Leno when the Bears just cut. I bet you Tim Tebow thinks Tim Tebow could play right tackle. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. All right. Uh, Joe, why don't you start us? You broke down quarterback things. I can go over the quarterback things. All right, so, I mean, we can go down the list of who we think is going to be the prolific starters for quarterback this season. Honestly, I think at this position, the only one that's going to be really fantasy relevant, and I think that's going to be as a QB too, maybe as a flyer, is going to be Trevor Lawrence. He's got pretty good weapons. James Robinson, a favorite of his now, Travis Etienne, who's going to be a running back thief, which we'll get into into another episode. DJ Chark, Chenault, and they just added Marvin Jones to his offense. So, I mean, he's got weapons. He's got, you know, good legs. It's just going to be up to that offensive line protecting him and him actually taking on a new system. I think he'll be pretty successful there. Uh, Justin Fields and Zach Wilson, I don't believe are going to be very fantasy relevant this year, even with improved offensive line and my homerism now for Zach Wilson, who I think is going to be good in a few years. I think it's going to take a little bit of time for those two. Trey Lance, we don't even know if he'll start outside, like starting in, in the start of the season for the 49ers. There's some reports that he might, and God knows what the Patriots do with Mac Jones. He, he might start, he might not. He might not play in four years. You know, that's just a whole mystery team up there. So I think for quarterbacks, the only one that's really honestly draftable is Trevor Lawrence. What do you guys think? Yeah, unless you're in a two-quarterback league, um, I think Lance, Fields, and Jones all start on the bench. And then I think at some point this season, I think all of them will get in. That's just what happens um, when a rookie quarterback comes in. There's always just a scenario that works out where they're playing. Either the team sucks or – the starters playing average or subpar. You're going to get media pressure, especially in Chicago and California. Yeah. So. I, I disagree with one thing you said there, though. You said, I believe you said Fields might sit. I think they're going to feel the pressure to start him right away. Well, Andy Dalton has the worst job in the world right now because the second he throws an incomplete pass in Chicago, he's going to get deep dish pizzas and everything thrown at him and booed <laughs> off the field. So I just – 
it scares me because I just saw a quarterback go through it and get put in before he was ready and get have his talent wasted. So I don't want that to happen to Fields, and I hope the Bears have the strength to put him in when he's actually ready, in their opinion. So Poor Andy Dalton. Yeah, that's just a tough gig right now. It's like Mike Glennon in 2017. <laughs> the future starter of the Giants. That's right. Oh, boy. All right, what do you two um, boys think? I like what you said about Lawrence being QB2, uh, possibly super flexed, whatever. Matt, uh, Zach Wilson, we kind of have to see how this offense is. It's a new system, a lot of new pieces. Um, Let me add, know, though, a lot Robert, of good offensive pieces now. Right, yeah, no, I agree. Robert Saylor, though, coming from uh, Kyle Shanahan, probably going to want to run, probably want to play some defense, keep the pressure off of the young QB there. Honestly, I think who would have the absolutely best chance of being a start, uh, almost week-to-week fantasy starter would be Trey Lance if he was going to be the starter just because that system that Shanahan runs is very QB friendly. So, but I don't think he starts right away unless Jimmy G gets injured in like training camp or preseason or something. Yeah. I think, I mean, if Lance and Fields play, I would, I mean, if there's even speculation they're going to come in, I would try and add them at the end of your bench. Like they both can really run and have a lot of upside. So you saw what Jalen Hurts did when he got put in there. Mm-hmm. He was kind of a fantasy star for a few weeks with his mobility. There's nothing wrong and, with taking a late round flyer on them like you were alluding to there. Yeah, if you're in a deep enough league too, for sure. Yeah. Ryan? Matt Jones. <laughs> no, I don't think he starts. Um, I think it'd be a bit. Uh, I agree with all, everything you guys said that Trevor Lawrence is by the only one worth a look. Maybe some of the other guys as a late round flyer. Um, but yeah, you guys pretty much covered it. Do we want to go into running bets now? Sure. Take it away, so, Ryan. For my rookie running bets that I think could be fantasy relevant, I think the first obvious one would be Najee Harris. Uh, he's going to be the main running back in, in Pittsburgh now. Um, so I see him kind of being the being the main go-to for them. Um, Travis Itene, that's a tough one because then you got Robinson there too. Probably butchered his last name, but whatever. ETN. ETN. Tene. Tene. He's now forever Tene. We have a new nickname. All right, I can go with it. Um, Let's note that one. He has that report with Trevor Lawrence, so I don't know. And then the Broncos pit there. You got Javante Williams. Um, I think he he could potentially be fantasy relevant too. I, I think the safest one though out of the whole rookie class would be Najee Harris. Yeah, I agree. I believe Najee Harris is the safest. Uh Travis Atene. Um <laughs> I he's got the skill, but they're talking about him being the third down back. They're talking about him having a Percy Harvin type role. 
I, I don't see how after what James Robinson did, you completely take James Robinson off the field. Like, I think it hurts James Robinson more than it helps Travis Atene. Yeah, like him being drafted. What an absolute waste of his talent they're going to be if he's a third down back. Absolutely. Well, I hate yeah. that press conference. Shit pick is what it is. It's a shit. It it was. Yeah, it was. Like, James Robinson was an animal for you last year, and you're rebuilding. You have so many good linemen just sitting there. There's still like Javon Morig was still there. There's still a ton of good corners and safeties. And you just take a running back just because like, yeah, unbelievable. I thought that just was a terrible pick. I, I guarantee it's just because he was on the same team as Lawrence. How about a number and, one wide receiver like Rashad Bateman, who Baltimore is going to waste anyway. That would have yeah. been a great pick. Yeah. yeah. I a hundred percent think it is because he came from the same team as Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think it's a terrible rationale to take him in that spot, but I think that's what it was. It was a luxury pick because they had more than one first-round pick. And Urban Meyer was on – he came out and straight up said they really wanted Kadarius Toning, and he was devastated when he got taken. So they were trying to go receiver anyhow. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. It's, so, Joe, you had uh, James Robinson. I think he was like number eight on your top ten running backs this year. Where do you got him now? Actually, this was the point I wanted to make with James Robinson, too. He's dropping right out of there. He's somewhere probably between 13 and 15, I think. Um, I think he's still going to be productive, but he's definitely going to lose red zone targets because of this pick. I'm not going to I think with James now. Robinson is you'll be fine with him for the first half of the year. But let's wait and see where Jacksonville's bye week is. Last week oh. or last year showed me that – these teams like to wait until after their bye week to really release their running backs. It happened with Jonathan Taylor last year, Cam Akers, uh, and there was one more too. I can't remember who it was. But after the huh? Go ahead. I'll tell oh, you. Yeah. But after the bye week is when they really made the switch to the new guy. So if their bye week is later in the year, halfway through the year. And you have James Robinson on your team. You might try to, and he's playing well. You might try to trade him high. Speaking of trading, just don't be surprised if Jacksonville tries to trade him at the deadline. I could see them trying to get a pick if there's an injury on another team for him. I just possible something in my gut tells me there's something not right here, and it's just a homerism pick going with ETN right there. Um, I guess transitioning to that, I'll talk what I was thinking of the running backs of this group too. Um, so I think Najee Harris will be a top 10 running back potentially. Like, I think he'll threaten for it. I think he could have 275 touches in that offense if he stays healthy in Pittsburgh. Um, that's really going to run down Kalen Balazs' stats, which we're unfortunately not going to get to see. I really wanted to see that bet for this year. Ron kind of got saved for that. Um, I think it was, Javante, it was a safe bet. Yeah. Um, I think Javante Williams also for Denver is going into a crowded backfield with Melvin Gordon, Royce Freerman, and Michael Boone. So just kind of keep an eye on that backfield in the training camp to get an idea on where to draft him or even if he's worth picking up. Uh, Some other running backs that are in some very heavy backfields too, but could have some potential. Trey Sermon going to the 49ers, um, but they like to play a lot of running backs. They have Raheem Oster, Jeff Wilson, Wayne Gallman. So it's also a very crowded backfield. But here's another homerism pick. I mean, look at Michael Carter for the Jets. He's by far the most talented running back out of that backfield with Ty Johnson, uh, Michael P. Ryan, and Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman knows the system. 
may start early in the season, but he could be an impact guy that could get you to the playoffs later in the season. I think what, they run a run by reaction to that pick, Joe. Do you wanna do you wanna enlighten us to how you reacted when that first happened? When Coleman got picked? Yeah. I was actually kind of pissed about it because Cox was on the board and I really wanted Cox. Did you want Cox, Joe? I did want Cox. You wanted, you wanted all of it, yeah. All the Cox. All the Cox on his team. Um, let, me, let me correct you. C O X Cox. Oh, right. That's that's not how you spell. Um, that's what we were talking about. Right. But I was very, I, uh, after I, uh, you know, watched some very enlightening YouTube videos. <laughs> I was happy with the pick. I'm like, all right, I can live with this. He's pretty shifty. Uh, he'll probably be the most talented running back on the team. So, you know, yeah, I'm over list, it. I'm rolling with it. My list also include included uh, Trey Sermon. Like you said, this is a very it's a running back friendly offense too. And you had players like uh what's his name? They're secondary running back there. Raheem you just Mostert. named him. Huh? Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson. Oh, you had Wayne Jeff Wilson tearing up the field in this system. Mm-hmm. Uh Raheem Mostert gets injured quite a bit, a little bit. If Trey Sermon gets the opportunity, he's going to ball out in this offense. Just running backs just do. And they traded up to get Trey Sermon. So, you know, they saw something they liked. Mm -hmm. And I also had Michael Carter for the Jets because, like you said, who else is there? He could also, just like Najee Harris, he could also see 250 carries. Speaking of other running backs, too, um, there was a certain quarterback that quarterback running back that went to the Eagles. Uh, his name is escaping me right now, but I really liked Kenny him. And Gainwell. I know, yeah, Kenny Gainwell. If Miles Sanders goes down, people are going to have a frenzy going after him because he is immensely talented and he would do very well in that offense. This draft just really pissed me off for running backs, like where everyone wound up. Yep. Like the Falcons didn't take anybody. The Dolphins didn't take anybody. Yep. Like uh, I fully expected like the second and third round to be flooded with running backs. Javante Williams went to Denver. Who, Honestly, looking at this list of running backs, I think the hype that Najee Harris is getting, I think he's going to get overdrafted. I don't, I'm not really sure. going to look at him. I don't think, you know, ETN is in the mix with Robinson. I think we just those- talked about Sermon. Yeah, I think those two are great candidates in auction drafts to throw up there and get money thrown off the board. Yeah. And so, I mean, like looking at the list of guys like Javante Williams and maybe Michael Carter later, I mean, really, there's not a lot of rookie running backs to get excited about. And then Chuba Hubbard, too. If I mean, I guess if you get draft Christian McCaffrey, he's probably going to be the number two guy there. And I mean, he's a track star. So, I think if McCaffrey goes down, he could thrive in that offense. But. Well, yeah, and I mean, Mike Davis had some really good games in that offense last year when CMC was gone. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it, it's more of a handcuff at this point. Yeah. He's not really going to see the field that often. And I'm sorry, what was Buffalo not doing taking a running back? They, they could have used one in any one of the first four rounds, and they didn't take one. I, I have no idea what they were thinking with their Zach draft. Moss's stock is way up, and they must like him uh, more than – more than we know, so it must be because their other running back Singletary is just garbage. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not. I won't be touching Javante Williams this year. Maybe unless we'll something happen. Unless something happens with Melvin Gordon, 
He's just always hurt, things. though, and he got in trouble last year, and I don't think the team he's in favor with the team. I looked at his contract, and they can't cut him. He's like $6 million in dead cap, Gordon is. Yeah. But I just have a feeling the second half of the year, Javante Williams is going to – kind of how you talked about after the bye week is when yeah. rookies take off. I think well, he's – Well, maybe if someone picks him up, I'll try to buy low going into the bye week and because I do believe it's, it's Melvin Gordon at first. He's yeah. not someone I will be drafting because – I don't believe he takes right over unless something happens to Melvin Gordon in uh, preseason or training camp or anything. <laughs> All right, so don't bid him up when I put him out there, all right? So maybe well, week I mean, eight or nine we see Rob. You got to play the game, JJ, you know? You got to play the game. <laughs> I know your game, throwing defenses out there, getting people overspend on defense. Yeah. Throw anybody out there. I, I rarely – when it's my turn to throw a name, I rarely throw a name that I want. <laughs> I would much rather wait until that name comes up later. Just casually slip in there, yeah. throw a couple of bids. Yeah. I, I know yeah, JJ. I know JJ's strategy is to typically throw Homer players in there that he thinks I'm going to pick. He's like, you know what? I'm going to throw Jameson Crowder in here because I know Joe will spend three bucks on him. <laughs> Maybe. It's hey, gonna be it's gonna be Carter this year. It's that draft strategy, baby. <laughs> brutal, brutal, brutal draft strategy. All right, let's move on to wide receivers. JJ, why don't you uh, start off? On, start us off here. All right. Um, so don't mind my dog if you're here and barking. Away from baby, you just got home. So, um, so obviously the the top receiver taken was Jamar Chase. I think everyone's pretty excited about that. Him and Burrow had a nasty chemistry with at LSU. So, and they already seem to be hitting it off on social media and everything. So, I think that's a, kind of a match made in heaven. Um, I think he definitely has potential to have that Justin Jefferson type rookie year. So, you know, Bengals play in the AFC North where there's a lot of good offenses and they could get in a lot of shootouts. So, I definitely like Chase's outlook this year. Um, and then, I mean, really after that, like, it's kind of like running backs. Like, I, I kind of hated where a lot of these receivers wound up. Like, uh, Tony, you know, he's really talented, and I think that helps Daniel Jones, but they got too many other pieces there for him. Yeah, I don't know have. when he's going to play. Yeah. I'm waiting to see if they end up trading someone, like Sterling Shepard or, you know. I, John Ross's contract isn't that big, so I guess he's not even really locked to – make the team or have to be a starter. But between Galladay and Sterling Shepard, both those guys have big contracts they have to play. Mm -hmm. So unless they trade Shepard, I just don't know when this could do. I honestly think they brought him in for mostly for punt returns and like gadget plays. Because I've seen him, a lot of his highlights are him like, lining up in the backfield or doing jet sweeps and stuff like that. So I feel like he's going to be more of a gadget type player at first. Uh, like you said, I don't think going with the giants and not being one of the top two, at least you don't have a chance of really making fantasy flash. Maybe the, I mean, Devonte Smith is going to have an opportunity Um to do something in Philly. They don't really have a whole lot of other weapons. But, I mean, Jalen Waddle, that's another kind of crowded receiver room. You got Devontae Parker already there. You got Will Fuller there. 
and he know. doesn't even want to be there. You don't think so? Did you see when he got drafted? I've got some comments Dude on that when we get to upset. me. Was he? Oh, he was upset. He didn't even like hug his family or anything. Well, that that was that was the thing that came out is that he had celebrated beforehand, so he already knew. And he then he walked out. That's what they said, but I don't know. He didn't that smile was, that once. They that was damage control. They could film it. Yeah. And then... He didn't smile once. He was like robotic standing yeah. up and going right to the stage, like all people right, were coming up to him and like, you know, give him the bro hug and everything, and he just like, yeah. I did not taking it in. He'll be all right. I'm an NFL player. Oh, I just, man. Already seems like he has an attitude problem. I don't like it. <laughs> right. Maybe he's just got a tough exterior. Although I'm going to roast him when we get to me too, so. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I think, honestly, I think Devonta Smith has probably landed in the best spot. Uh, I like that Jamar Chase is with his teammate, but they have T. Higgins. They have Tyler Boyd. Like, they've got a lot more weapons. The Eagles have, oh, yeah, no one. Jalen Rager, who who knows if he's actually any good. Like, he was injured most of last year. And I don't know who else their wide receivers are. Go Dare. Go Dare. Tight end, go Dare. Uh They've got Miles Sanders, who's a good pass catcher. They brought in Kenneth Gainwell, who's a good pass catcher. Maybe they're going to run a lot of, like, the full house package, like you see in Madden, where there's just running backs everywhere in the backfield. I mean, it's a possibility. It would probably work with Jalen Hurts. You never know who's running out of there. Could be any of the three of them. Uh, Miles uh, Sanders is going to be hurt by week two. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Oh, but man. yeah, I, I, I believe um, a couple names that I did want to bring up, though, that I think could be sneaky. Amari Rodgers. Uh, yep. Yep. So if if Aaron Rodgers does stay with the Packers, that Amari Rodgers that they drafted, he's going to walk into that number two role. Like, I don't think there's anyone there really that's going to. It, it's a possibility. Potentially, but no, not right away. Yeah, or it'll be pretty close because Lazard, as much of the hype he got when he did get on the field last year, he didn't look that great. And are you going to trust that other guy that can only catch passes that are five yards behind him? MVS. MVS? No, you're not going to want to. He's one of those guys that drops a wide open pass, but for some reason catch something that was tipped off of four other hands and is halfway across the field, and yet somehow he comes down with it. But hit it hit you in the hands, and he's like, oh, no football so i think this guy i think he could potentially be really good or at least Whoa. a solid flex oh no the football how do i catch uh, i don't know rogers uh, is rogers is just kind of weird like i mean obviously as we say with rogers aaron or amari aaron like okay. his it, like he's like has to have trust with the receiver and mm-hmm. uh, it usually takes guys like Three years to like getting Rogers. Well, MBS has had that. Well, yeah, I mean, and, what he had like 700 yards last year, something like that. Yeah, and most of those came off of like I said, ridiculous catches wow. that no one had any chance of making except him. 
for some reason. Uh, and the other guy, and this one is straight volume alone, is well, volume and the fact that they're going to have to pass the ball a lot because their defense is atrocious, is uh, Amon Ra St. Brown oh, yeah. with the Lions. Uh, a lot of people have compared him to like a Robert Woods type wide receiver. And I mean, Jared Goff is there, so he's used to those types of receivers. And who's going to battle him for targets? Like, and like I said, their defense is horrible. TJ Hawkinson. They're going to, they're going to be throwing like 600 times a game. So he probably just, sheer volume alone going to have a decent fantasy season. What do you guys think about uh, Dwayne Estridge? You know, he lands in an interesting spot with uh, Matt Taff and Tyler Lockett there. Do you think he kind of benefits from them pulling a lot of defensive coverage? I don't think they no. pass the ball enough. I don't either. Yeah, Low pass volume, volume, and he's going to be at least the third read every time. Ryan's going to draft him and prove us all wrong. I mean, let's be fair. KJ Hamler. I was just going to say, let's be fair. All last year, Ryan was all in on KJ Hamler, and that worked what one time? That's true. I think he finished the year with 150 yards, and he got 143 of them in one game. Hey, I made some. I made some pretty bad takes last year, but uh, (laughs) that one took the cake. All right. (laughs) Hey. You won't, the only bet was that he wouldn't do it at all, and he did it one time, and that was enough. <laughs> was it yeah, that? your only bad takes involve Falcons quarterbacks. <laughs> your bad take this year is Daniel Jones. No, no. And you mean Falcons wide receivers. All right, Joe, you sound like you had some you had some stuff to say about some wide receivers. So we'll talk about some, Elijah Moore here, Joe. Waddle. Oh, yeah, we'll get into that, too. All right, so I'll go down my list and give my strong opinions towards some of these. Um, Jamar Chase, I think it's going to be in for an absolutely disappointing year, wow. honestly. I mean, it's not, I think you're going to see like that meme where, you know, their, their quarterback drops back to pass and he's going to take a sack. And, I mean, there's two wide receivers there who are going to take on targets, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Like, I don't like Jamar Chase this year. I what about A.J. Green's targets? Nope, going to go the other two. Um, I don't think it's going to be a good year for the Bengals. I mean, is he draftable? Definitely, but I'm just not high on him like a lot of people are. Um, after him is the one-man party celebrating with himself, uh, Jalen Waddell, who I think is also going to have a disappointing year. Um, I think his outlook kind of looks like Ted Ginn Jr. in this offense. I mean, they have Tua Tagovailoa in that offense who just can't get the ball downfield anyway. I just don't see him having a good rookie year. How the fuck do you know that? <laughs> How do you know that? We'll see. He's coming off a major hip injury. He hit him deep all the time in Alabama. It's not going to happen. You're part of the problem, Joe. You're, You're part, part of the problem, problem Joe. <laughs> on, to the, on to the next rookie wide receiver who I think is going to have a better season than both of these guys, Devontae Smith. I mean, he, there's not a lot of targets there that he's going to be competing with with the Eagles. There's not, they don't have a lot of people to throw to. I think he's going to take a Deshaun Jackson kind of role there. Um, he kind of reminds me of him in that offense. Historically, there's something there. I think he could be fantasy relevant there. Uh, I think Kadarius Tony and Rashad Bateman will have to wait a year or two to produce. Um, Kadarius Tony will be more of a gadget player, like Ron said. Uh, and before he stole it, and I 
yelled this out before Ron got to it. My dark horse is Amari Rogers, who I think is going to be a second half of the year fantasy producer for teams, potentially a wide receiver three. Um, but he's obviously got to get ahead of uh, Scanling and others on the Green Bay roster. And he's got to hope that Aaron Rodgers is actually there. Mm-hmm. JJ passionately disagreed with me, so let's let him get into that. Didn't he already go through his? A little bit, but let him rant some more. What, what about what? Like Jalen Model or Tua? Take your pick. You can rent both. I mean, if you want. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Waddle's going to be like this beast or anything, but I'm just not. You're knocking his value because Tua is his quarterback, and I think Tua is still unproven, just like Daniel Jones. I think they just need. You got to give him at least a couple years to try and figure it out, put it together. All right. I, this Mr. is Daniel Jones Mr. last year. Yeah, Mr. Wannabe. Third year, yeah. <laughs> You're right. This is his last year, Ron. It very well, very well may be. I mean, I'm not. I think he could finish really well. I'm not. I'm not dumb to the fact that he could finish very poorly. Also, he's going to be out just like your GM. I think Tua has a better chance of booming than little Zach Wilson. I just look at him, and I just want to take his lunch money. You don't like our little 14-year-old quarterback? I don't know. I think he's kind of soft. I don't know how he's going to do you it. Know, there he might have an advantage. Some of these linemen might get to him and be like, oh, oh. It's a kid. It's a child. No, I can't say a baby. I love that meme that I sent to you guys. He looks like Team Venom off Dodgeball. You've got him <laughs> in the front with his headband and mustache and then his two linemen behind him. Team Venom. It's a Global Gym Purple Cobras. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Team wow. Venom is not right. How Venom dare is now I? the UFC sponsor. Right, Ryan? Wow. I can't believe I just did that. How dare Absolutely. you? Absolutely. They're sick uniforms. Team Cobra. Oh, We're never going to get sponsored by Venom now. Nope. <laughs> so, and then as far as tight ends goes, it's Kyle Pitts and then the end, right? Uh, uh, I've got a little caveat to that. I mean, you can watch Pat Fryermuth, who got – uh, drafted by Pittsburgh. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily take him, but maybe someone worth watching on the waiver wire later. And there's a lot of targets there, and he's a pretty good tight end. So, who else do they have at tight end? I don't even know. Ebron, right? Is Ebron still there? I think so. Maybe he is. Then yeah, my I don't have any shares in My only other, maybe in Dynasty, yeah. as like a third or fourth tight end. That could put that be potentially something down the road. My only other uh, fantasy outlet from the draft is it's kind of a mix of opt outs returning as well as a draft. Is Patriots picked up some solid defensive players this draft, and that Patriots defense is going to be sick this year. Um, we're talking the we're talking a defense that in 2019 was the number one defense, and I know we talked about differences in points between those top positions. Um, the Nets place team was 60 points behind them in defense. So I would say that that would be pretty significant. The gap closes after that. But if there was a defense to reach on and take a little bit earlier than you typically would, I would say it'd be the New England defense this season coming up. There's going to be some younger quarterbacks to deal with potentially. And I think this defense could kill it. Well, you're going to have a lot of opportunities for that defense to score points punting the ball with Mac Jones at quarterback. 
Well, we punted a lot with Cam Newton too, so they'll be on that, the. That's they're used to it. <laughs> um, that's the game plan: win by defense. Yeah, run the ball and win by defense is going to be their plan. Um, just some side notes on Kyle Pitts too. Um, I think he could really break the mold of being a rookie tight end bust. I mean, we I think we all think that honestly. Um, but I could see him potentially maybe having like six touchdowns and 700 yards. He really fits the Tony Gonzalez mode in this offense, which this offense has been missing. Um, I don't see Hayden Hurst taking targets from him. They may actually cut him. They, I don't, I think they traded for him and they rejected his fifth year option. If I'm correct. Right. That's right. Yep. So yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Everyone's saying like Pitts is going to flex out and basically play wide receiver for him. So, yeah. I don't know if they're going to trade Julio or not. I can't decide if anyone's going to trade for that contract this year or not. But I don't. I don't think so. I've heard the Titans a lot. I have heard the Titans a lot in potential trading. Uh, we won't know anything till after June first. I I think I brought that scenario up on the last show, and I really quite liked that. I just yeah. don't see it happening. You're this. This isn't the only show I've heard it on either. Yeah, it I've seems heard like a few other know. times. Yeah, definitely. It seems like with the Falcons doing what they did in the draft, they're just going to go after it like this year and try and compete rather than start to rebuild. So I, my gut tells me that they're going to keep them, but I'm probably wrong. I love it. Here we are in May talking about trade deadline options for like week eight or nine, Julio and Robinson. <laughs> Never too early. I was looking at mock drafts and I managed to fill one on ESPN. So I've already done my first mock draft this year. They already got the rookies in there and everything. Yeah, but it wasn't the sabotage mock draft that we're going to be doing. That's right. Oh. A completely unique format. That'll oh, be fun when fun. we get to that. So that's right. We do mock drafts for NFL drafts and mock drafts for fantasy drafts now, which we yeah. will be doing shortly, I'm sure. <laughs> well, that probably was- in a, another month or two. Speaking of the sabotage draft, we did kind of allude over it, but for our listeners, do you want to tell who got first, second, third, and fourth, and what was your favorite correction? I, I only know I got first. You and you got and Joe got fourth. That's all I know. I had by far the worst mock draft. <laughs> but let, you didn't let get it, your you didn't let, so you picked the first two right, obviously, because we all did, because yeah. everybody had those right. So first two, then I happened to get your wide receiver at slot 20 in the right slot, but to the wrong right. team. Right. And then, te- and then the bears trading up for Tevin Coleman, but in the wrong round, they got him in the second yeah. round, but you sabotaged me. So I wouldn't have gotten that right either. <laughs> <laughs> so messed up. So who finished second and third? So Jay, they got second and Mr. Warner third. Yeah. yeah next year we're doing it like, the Monday of the draft. Closer to the draft, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So we can be a little bit more accurate. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I need to be more accurate. So Ron in first place at 32 points. That's right. JJ in second with 25 points. Me right behind him in third with 22 points. Then Joe in last with a measly 15 points. Oof. But two of those were gimmies for 10 points. Which means he got one more right after that. I thought it was only two points for if you just got the player right. The the play the right player at the right pick to the right team was five points. Right, but he didn't get right player to right pick for right team. 
twice he, he did. He only got right player at right pick. It was the wrong team. For the first two pits he got. Yeah, that would be 10. And then, and then 12. it's two for the other one. He should only be 12 points. We can't math here either. That's why we do a fantasy football podcast. Math. We can't math. This is Ryan. So, well, okay. Joe sucks more than I than I calculated. That's what that comes out. Joe's suckness is just not calculable. Like, so, I mean, Jared I got the first three right because we also predicted Trey Lance to the Niners. Yeah, no, that's I okay. Got, Mac Jones of the Patriots at 15, right? And then I got Rashawn Slater to the Chargers, I believe it was, at 13, I got right. Mm-hmm. So there was 20 points. Then I got, I don't remember. It was so long ago. It doesn't matter, you won. I you did win. win, that's true. That was a fun time, I remember. <laughs> the only time this year that he wins. I know, and I will. I will bring it up the entire year until next year's draft. Oh God! Oh, here we go. Oh, trophy out. Pull out the trophy. That is that is all that really matters. And now we have to do whatever we can to get Ron the toilet bowl trophy this year. Ron will never finish last. I will delete. Yeah, I I can't see any of us finishing last. I will delete the league before I finish last. If you finish last, you're kicked off the podcast. He is. ESPN had a fault and our league is just gone. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I know, like I was the highest scoring team, but still started like 0 and 4 and Here didn't go. Like you have to be pretty bad. We're geniuses. <laughs> Here goes Ryan. I scored the most points. <laughs> Listen, that's that's my only defense. That's the only defense I have. It's the only one I need. That, <laughs> that's what I'm it doing. makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> I just have oh. a plaque like in my bedroom, like you had the most points. <laughs> you did it. Good job. Oh man. I want to know who else I got right. I know there was someone else. No, I got I actually got the ETN pick, right? And then uh I think I got Jason Oway to the Oh, you got Najee Harris, right? We all did. No, I didn't. No, <laughs> no, we didn't all. Okay. Oh, that's right. So that put me up to 25. I'm just kind of checking your. Uh, I don't think I did either. I think I had the Steelers going online. I, thought, I think I had them taking cards. Yeah, I think it was just me and you, Ryan, that got Najee. Oh, never mind. You guys are dumb. <laughs> did Cosme? <laughs> didn't he go to the Steelers, though? Uh, maybe in the second round. That doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get Tevin Coleman, so it doesn't count. Oh no, not Tevin Coleman. Tevin Jenkins. No, it was Washington that took Cosme. Okay. So I was completely wrong. I thought the Steelers should have gone line and I'm glad they didn't. And the Bears got Tevin Jenkins. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of talent left at running bad day too. They could have gone online. I really don't remember what else I got right. Caleb Farley to the Titans. Did I pick that one? Ron's going to recalculate it and it's going to actually put him in like last. <laughs> you think I'd tell you if that happened? <laughs> it's going to be just like, it's going to be just like the, the uh, confidence points last year. Point five. Yeah. Except Ryan constantly is like, Oh yeah, I'm in last. And I'm surprised, surprised two days later. Well, I counted wrong and Ron's in last again. Like, sure you did, Ryan. Sure you did. Uh, I was drunk on power. I was drunk on power. <laughs> 
I can't have this much control over things. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Oh boy. Any right. other uh, dark horses anyone wants to uh, throw out there? No, last I think last name Rondell Moore. What'd you guys think of where he wound up in Arizona? Where did he wind up again? Arizona. Good landing spot for him, I think. Not for this year, though. Yeah, it same. all depends on if they're out on Christian Kirk now. You know what I mean? Because Christian Kirk is going to be the slot guy. They got A.J. Green and uh, DeAndre Hopkins on the outside and whatnot. So if they're out on Christian Kirk and they put Rondell Moore in the slot, I mean, they love to run four wide receiver sets. Absolutely love to. So did they draft a running back? No they, oh, no, they brought in James Conner. That's right. Yeah. They brought in James Conner. All right. Anything else, boys? Nope. I think we got to get out of here before we start giving more garbage takes. I love garbage takes. All righty, then. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Garbage Time Fantasy Football. And go check out our YouTube at Garbage Time Fantasy Football. Like, where can you where can you listen to us, Ron? Everywhere, wherever your loving ears want to take you, and that we're on. Simple pet, simple cast. Google, Apple, Spotify, Spotify. <laughs> your heart, yeah, all those places. And on Apple, make sure you leave a five star review or any review. Really, we'll probably never read them. <laughs> I mainly because I don't know how. DM us your Instagram questions. Give us something. Yeah, give us a give question us segment. We'll talk Even about if it. you know we know that you listen to this show, just give us something to talk about. I'm just going to make a burner account and send in random Bears questions. <laughs> Wait for someone to do it. Whatever way it does it. That's how everybody does it. None of these people ever get anyone to actually ask questions. They just make their own accounts and like, oh, let's ask this question. That's a good question from over here. Yeah, yeah from over what, here. What's this Homer question? Burner account number three. <laughs> John How many Smith MVPs will Daniel Jones win? Oh, I wonder who sent that one in. <laughs> Joe. Bullshit. Trying to bait me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Get us out of here. Get us out of here.